what is going on everybody this is page man another day to listen to this talking head talk about really fucking nothing but fucking i'm dragging ass welcome to the cathartic podcast if you are listening if you're a subscriber i am a sorry but i'm dragging ass today I fucking went to uh uh the fuck are we frisco frisco texas aka dallas Went to the San Diego State football game. I was there. My buddy James was there. Ohio was there. I still think San Diego State was hanging out in San Diego. Matter of fact, I don't think San Diego State has played football since October. Because I tell you what, man. They fucking sucked. Simple enough. They fucking... They blew. Hands down, San Diego State. What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking went there expecting to see a good game. and The last time San Diego State showed up to play football was way back on October 6th when they played in Boise and beat Boise State. Apparently they forgot that the season was still going on. Because they just said, fuck it, we're not going to play that next eight games. <sighs> disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Not happy by any means of the imagination. But we went. We showed up. We conquered a little bit. And we drank a lot of fucking beer. Oh, man. That made the dumb idea to fly home last night. That was stupid of me. That was very fucking stupid of me. Oh, That was, oh, man, that was the worst two flights. Hey, let's fucking fly out late on Thursday after the fucking football game. Oh, since we're going to fly out late, let's fucking drink until I can't fucking see straight and get on a fucking airplane. Two airplanes for two hours apiece. So four hours altogether. Ugh. Worst fucking idea. See, normally, when I travel, I know I'm going to be enjoying the local brews. I will usually give myself a day off afterwards. And then next day, I'll leave in the morning. This time, I had to go to work and all that good shit. I decided I can't do that. I got to fucking... I got to leave Thursday. And the way a lot of the breweries in Dallas, anyways, where they work, they don't open until late. And then a couple of them open around 11, I think. So that's not too bad. Not bad at all, actually. A lot of them did them until 3 or 4. Breweries, I think most places, they don't open until fucking late. Well, there's a couple in Dallas open at 11. A couple open at 4 and all that good shit. My flat didn't leave until 9, 15 in the, at night. So we said, fuck it, let's go, let's go get drunk. Really what we're doing, we're, look, we're searching for resilience. Uh, I've talked about it several times. We're searching for it. Uh, we went to one brewery whose name was on the list. Uh, I'm not going to give them a shout out. Fuck them. They changed their mind and decided not to make it. And then they decided to make fun of the name. So fuck them. They had good beer, but I'm not going to fucking promote your fucking brewery. Fuck you. Only thing I'll say is the location. A lot of good food options. And it's in uh, Frisco or Plano. I want to do But I'm not going to fucking sit here and I'm not going to promote the brewery. I'll promote the area that the brewery's in. A lot of good food, but fuck them. I'm not going to tell you what they're called. So we hunted around a little bit. Found a place down in Dallas. We figured, yeah, fuck it. We'll go down there uh, Thursday after the game. Hit up some spots, and that's what we did. Uh, James lives down in, in uh, uh, Austin, so he dropped, dropped me off at the airport, and he'll drive for whatever, four or five hours, whatever it is, to Austin. And we'll go from there. So that's what we did. Went to a place called Brain Dead. They had resilience on tap. weren't too bad. Didn't, didn't mind them. Didn't mind the resilience. I had it at a burning barrel in Sacramento, and I've had it at field work in Sacramento. Uh, the burning barrel one that was that was better, honestly. Uh, one in Brain Dead. Yeah, had has had its little nuance. Had a little difference. I think you go to all the breweries, they're all going to have their own little differences with this beer. No, the recipe is pretty much the same. But with there, 
You know, where the fuck do we go after that? I can see the place. Fucking people were nice. Where the fuck do we go? Wow, I must have had a really good time in Brain Day because I don't fucking remember where we went. And now we walked there. That was fucking cold. Mm. A deep Elm. Deep Elm. Really cool place. Really cool guys. A really cool rule. Well, really cool bartender. We had. There's two bartenders, me, the one that we got, they got stuck with us. It was really cool. But this is kind of like a punk rock vibe. I mean, their fucking stalls and shit are made out of plywood. <laughs> with some all tad, uh, graffiti and shit up. It was pretty fucking cool. They had some good stuff. Don't ask what the hell I had because I don't remember. The really cool thing, though, is we're looking at the shirts from where we're sitting. We can see the shirts and some of the apparel and crap. And I was asking guys, hey, do you guys sell pine, pine glasses? Or are your other glasses? And he goes, no. Then he brings three over, and he shows me three pine glasses. I'm like, yeah, I like that one. He's like, oh, it's yours. Like, what? Yeah, it's yours. Free cost. He goes, yep. I'm like, fuck yeah. So that's another, another reason why we like that place. Really cool place. Um, good beer. It was definitely one of those outings where uh, the last beer was, whoa, we shouldn't have had that one. <laughs> so um, I staggered back to the truck. Lucky James wasn't – James just – uh, he was driving, so he was pacing himself. That's what I should have been doing. Realizing I was going to be sitting on a fucking airplane for four hours. We headed over to um, Four Corner Brewing. Four Corners Brewing. I think a brewing company or it's Four Corners Brewing, whatever. Another cool place. We literally, like, they opened up at four. We got there like at 3.50-something. Door was already unlocked. We just walked in. Uh, at first, the guy was kind of, you know, we are kind of, what the hell, man? The guy's on the fucking phone walking around, walking by us. He kind of said hi. Then he comes over after he hangs up the phone. Was the coolest fucking guy. I never caught his name. We got another free pint class. Apparently there is a Mexican lager, which I had, which is fucking awesome. It was definitely one of those beers that makes you wish it was hot outside so you can sit outside and crush it because it's an awesome beer. Don't ask me the name of it. But it was really, really good. And I asked him, say, hey, dude, how much are your pint glasses? He's like, well, that pour, it's yours. It's free. What? I was, yeah, with that pour. Every person gets that pour, you get that glass. I went, fuck yeah. So I got two free glasses out of it. Or pint glasses out of it. Which, thank God, they survived fucking TSA. Fucking hell. Never been so stressed in my life about my luggage. Fucking stressing, man. I put two pint glasses in my bag. Also went and found some Santa Fe Brewing. At, uh, shit, Specs? I think it's what it's called. It's like, the local Bevmo for really don't know people who don't know what Specs is, or Total Wines, or Wine to More. <laughs> I don't know if I can think of anything else on top of my head that might be close to it. But um, they had fucking Santa Fe Brewing. They had Seven K, which I fucking love. Seven K. That was. I had, I think I only had two cans of it, and I wish I had bought more. When I went to Albuquerque a couple months ago. And that's 7K, so we're fucking stocked up on that shit. 7K IPA and, um, what was it? A Java Porter, Java Stout from uh, Saint Brewery, Santa Fe Brewing. Fucking walking up like that cartoon with my hands full of fucking uh, six packs. Can barely look over it. Of course, you can't take all that shit onto your carry on, so it had to be checked in, and that scared the shit out of me, dude. I'm just wondering those cans are gonna break. If- they're going to be stolen, blah, 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 blah. Luckily, none of that happened. But they had definitely been tossed around. I can tell you that much right now. They were tossed around. I opened that bag, and they, like, like fucking they exploded off of the six-pack. And a lot of them had dings on them and fucking scratches and shit. And I'm going, wait a minute. This is not how they were when I packed them. So they had seen better days. But it was fun. I do recommend it. I'm not a big Texas fan. But the people I met there, people we we dealt with via the bartenders and whatnot were really cool. The people at the game, for the most part, were pretty damn cool. Um, We, uh, so we had VIP tickets to go to the game, which, like, free food, free drinks. Truthfully, we were so, like, non- budweiser out that we didn't want Budweiser, but they're free. But anyways, uh, get our tickets. 
roll in, try to go to the VIP area. You need your credentials. We got a fucking ticket. No one said anything about credentials. All right. Can't go outside of the stadium, so we have to walk around. The only problem is there's only one way you can walk around, and we had to walk around one side that happened to be where the fucking San Diego State band was, and they were doing their little fucking uh, fight song for the San Diego State private party that was going on in the, in the far end zone. We're like, fuck, and we're already kind of drunk, so we're trying to figure out how the hell to maneuver through, and a guy stops me and says, man, you can't go this way. I don't want you to get hit by a baton. I'm like, dude, I don't want to get hit by a baton. We'll go by the tubas. I don't want to get hit by the tuba. I said, well, wait. And I went, how long is it going to take you? It's like, ah, we're going to be here for a couple songs. So I'm like, dude, I want my credentials. I want my free food. I want my free beer. I want to go inside because it was rainy and I'm, I hate cold. So we made our way through the tubas. I think James got hit by a fucking bass drum stick. Bob Kurt got our credentials. Band, of course, still playing. I went, fuck. The only way around the band was to go down through the seats. Seats were cordoned off. The only way to go around that, the cordon off part, was to go on the field. So we went to security guard, hey, I'll give him a sob, a sob story, and say, hey, how's the best way to get around? We're trying to go over there. And he goes, ah, you can go down this way, or you can go down these steps, and just pop out on the other side. I went, cool. And he said, I think he said something, there's a police officer down there, just kind of tell him what, what your issue is. I'm cool. The guy was cool. Old man. Great guy. So we go down the steps. We go down another flight of steps. There's a police officer. He kind of just glances at us. And we go, hey, you know, we're just trying to get to the other side. And he's kind of looking at us. And like, we started pulling up to where the band was and kind of gave him a song and dance. And he just started chuckling. He says, I don't care. And we walked. <laughs> and we sat there. It's like, dude, we can stay on the field. We can go get beer. And of course, being morons, we decided to go get beer. As we're getting our beer and sipping on our shitty ass free beer, and it was free though, we went, dude, we totally could have stayed on the field, which would have been awesome if it was actually a good game. But luckily, it, was, luckily it wasn't a good game at the time. Well, I, we found out later it wasn't a good game because we watched part of it and said, this fucking sucks and left about halftime. Because <clears throat> apparently we were the only ones who showed up because San Diego State football didn't show up. The band showed up. I'll give it that much. Band definitely showed up. Go for them. But Frisco was a blast. I don't know where our next destination is going to be. Who knows? But I had a good time. Again, the flight home sucked. Just because I drank so much Thursday and I uh, didn't really eat much. Didn't drink much water. So the two-hour flight to Phoenix. I went from Dallas to Phoenix. Phoenix up here to home. So two hours to Phoenix, two hours from Phoenix to home. It wasn't the most fun in life. And I'm not one of those people that can sleep on planes. I just can't. I wish I could. I just can't sleep on airplanes. I don't know why. I'm, but I fucking hate flying. If I had time, I would have driven. But I didn't have time. I have to work. So, James, next time you're fucking coming here, jackass. We'll go to fucking San Francisco or something to watch the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> or fuck, uh, I know it's too far in snows. Or go down to L.A. or something. It's fucking closer. To me, anyways. So. Had a good time. You know, with Christmas rolling up, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably get, probably throw a couple of these out here, out there for you. A couple of these podcasts out there, because I just don't know. I'll be working most of that week. Ah, so this bowl season, as we all know, because I've talked about it several times. Woohoo. Uh, we'll go through a couple of these. This, we have gone one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bowl games. Let's see, we have the ninth one playing right now. And I want to see how well I've done. So we'll start at the top of this so-called bowl list. Well, semi-top. I got to see where my list is. All right. So the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Wasn't much of a bowl game. I thought it might turn into a good game. Louisiana Monroe came. I know Monroe. Fucking. I'm sorry, Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns. Uh, made a small comeback, but Tulane, to their credit, held them off and uh, beat them 41-24. Again, the Auto Nation Bowl. Congratulations to them. I got that one right, by the way. I did pick. Tulane to win that game. 
I'm good sometimes. This next couple will probably not. Definitely wasn't in the Frisco Bowl. <laughs> then we had the New Mexico Bowl, which was Utah State and North Texas. I actually thought that might be a closer game than it was. Um, I was really surprised that that was a fucking blowout. I mean, Utah State just – they dominated North Texas. North Texas didn't seem like they wanted to fucking be there. Or maybe they pulled to San Diego State and were still in Denton. They forgot that there was a football game they had to play. Uh, the next two bowl games were two games that I thought were actually pretty good. Uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, Fresno State and Arizona State. Oh, I did pick Fresno to win, by the way. Yeah, I had to put that one out there. But I thought that was a good game. It was a really good game. I hated the fucking – I hate – man – Arizona State, bring back fucking Sparky. This fucking weird little cartoon pitchfork-looking motherfucker thing on your helmet. Get rid of that shit. I hate that. Fucking hell, I hate that helmet. I used to kind of like fucking Arizona State, too. But it was a good game until third quarter. Then Fresno State pulled away. 31-20. Really, got, really fucking ran on them. I think... Um, Arizona State's running defense has kind of been spotty. We saw it against San Diego State, the one time San Diego State decided to play a game. And other teams that if you're able to run and you can get a couple stops, you're going to beat Arizona State. And that's what they, that's what Fresno State did. I think the guy had over 200 yards or something like that. He had a good amount. So Fresno State won that game 31-20. Now, this was a good game. Uh, the Camellia Bowl, Georgia Southern, Eastern Michigan. I did – I was wrong on this one, by the way. But it was a good game, honestly. Um, I kind of felt like Georgia Southern had controlled most of the game, but Eastern Michigan made some plays in the second half when they needed to. And then scored with like a minute and a half, minute 40 left to take the lead in the fourth quarter. And found a way to lose the game to a rushing team. But I mean, I'm, my hat's off to Georgia Southern, man. They, they, the quarterback played well. I think it was fourth down and 11, and he got 14 yards on the ground. And this is Georgia, Georgia Southern team that is running. That's what they do. They run the block, fucking ball. They run the option. They control most of the game. They let Eastern Michigan come back. Eastern Michigan has some big plays on offense. And when Georgia Southern needed a good, a big play, they got it. And they got down the field goal distance and had to to the kicker. He fucking nailed it. Well, didn't really nail it directly in the middle, but he did a good enough job and got there. To finish off that day, we had the New Orleans Bowl. New Orleans. Orleans? 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 What the fuck you want to say? Appalachian State, Middle Tennessee. I was personally a little disappointed. I thought Middle Tennessee was going to give up a good fight. I, I know I chose Appalachian State to win. But I thought Middle Tennessee would. Oh, very contradictory, but I get that. And fucking Appalachia State rolled them over with an interim head coach. Uh, I forgot his name. And oh, shit. I can see his. Touch the knee. I can see his face. Wonder if he's going to stay. But Appalachia State rolled over Middle Tennessee. I was surprised by that. Taken back by that, too. I didn't think that was going to happen, but they did. Um, then the next day, we had the Boca Raton Bowl, UAB, Northern Illinois. How about UAB, man? I did not expect them to win that game. I thought Northern Illinois was going to come out there, dictate the tempo, and kind of just run over them. But UAB is, I think it's, they're one of those surprising teams that, they're going to they're going to turn some heads. I think um, they were ranked at one time until they faced Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M rolled them over. But you know what? My hat's off to them. They did. I I was rooting for UAB. I've always kind of liked UAB. I think I talked about that many moons ago. Um, and they went out there, won the ball, won the ball game. Uh. So another, I mean, this is a great job. Congratulations to them. Just, I mean, the fact that you were a program a couple of years ago that didn't exist, 
And I think they've had one or two winning seasons in a row. Bowl game appearances. That's pretty fucking cool. So, hats off to them. They won their game. They won their bowl game against Northern Illinois, which caused me to... <sighs> Next one, sorry. That's the damn I lost. Then this fucking game. Next one, the Frisco Bowl. Yeah, good job, Ohio. 27 nothing. Yeah, no. Next one. Uh, actually played yesterday, the 20th. Uh, the Bad Boy Moore. Moore the Bad Boy Moore's Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla? What the fuck's the Gasparilla? Anyways. Marshall versus Southern Florida. Southern Florida, or South Florida. What the fuck? That's my question. What the fuck? Because they went, oh, fuck, were they, like 6-0 or something like that? And then just decided to fucking lay eggs after eggs after the eggs the rest of the season? I mean, what the fuck, man? They started the season 7-0. and they lost to um, uh, um, they lose to they lost to Houston. We're not giving that. I mean, Houston's a good good ball club. They lost to them fifty seven thirty six. So it was a high scoring game. Then you go into Tulane. Now, granted, coming into the bowl season, I, I didn't I wasn't giving Tulane much respect because I'm just going off of history, and that's my fault for doing that. Not looking at the present because Tulane went in and beat South Florida. At home, that ends in South Florida, in Tampa Bay, by a wide margin, 41-15. You know, then I'll give you losses to Cincinnati, Temple, and UCF. But if you're going to be that good team, the team that is going to buy and, and push for the AAC championship, man, you got to be, of those five teams they lost to, you got to win three of those. To be a viable contender. I mean, you look at the teams that they beat. I mean, look at the teams they fucking beat. Okay, Elon, I'm not going to – Elon, I don't count Elon. It's, it's an FCS school. shouldn't even be on your schedule. I don't believe you should play FCS schools unless you have to fill a a schedule, an open schedule because of something like uh, inclement weather or a hurricane or some bullshit like that, which would be inclement weather. I don't think you should play FCS schools. I just don't. I think all you SEC teams that play FCS schools, you guys are fucking pussies. Same thing with the Big 12. Now, again, if you have to fill a, a, a schedule spot because of a hurricane, which has been hitting the southeast quite a bit the last couple of years, cool. I got it. I totally understand that. So, anyways, uh, South Florida, they beat Elon. Again, I'm not going to count that. But the next two games were against the Bias 5, I mean the Power 5. Georgia Tech, who Georgia Tech went down to Tampa. Georgia Tech went on the road against an American Athletic Conference team, and they got beat by 10. Then USF goes up and faces Illinois. Granted, it was at a, quote, neutral site. It was in Chicago. It's in Illinois. And they beat them by six. But then they struggle against East Carolina. Who, who who went, what, three and fucking nine this year or something like that? Who fired their head coach and then the new head coach was going to go some to Charlotte and change his mind at the last second, blah, 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 blah. But they, almost, they barely beat Eastern Carolina. Beat them by seven, 20 to 13 at home. They go up to UMass. I mean, you can kind of see it's a blowout. It was 14 points. It was two touchdowns. 58-42. They beat Tulsa. Tulsa's kind of been down recently, in my personal opinion. I don't think they've been playing their best football, which sucks, like Tulsa. But they beat them by one point. And this is the last game they won, was UConn Huskies. UConn Husky team, which had, the, I think, historically, one of the worst defenses ever in college football. Weren't they, like, giving up an average of 600 yards, some bullshit like that? <laughs> A UConn Husky team that went 1-11. And their one win was against Rhode Island by seven points. Remember when UConn used to kind of be good? So, point being, USF, what the fuck? That's all I got to say. What the hell? 
you beat the teams you're supposed to. Granted, wasn't by a large margin. I don't know if you should have, if you were supposed to beat Georgia Tech. I'll give that to you. Definitely give that one to you. But you should have beat Illinois. Illinois just signed Levy Smith to a, a, a contract extension. I don't know about that one, but I'm glad. Good for him. I mean, you're supposed to beat Elon. It's supposed to beat East Carolina. It's supposed to beat UMass. You're supposed to beat Tulsa. This year's supposed to be Tulsa, anyways. It's supposed to beat UConn. But over the next five conference games, Houston, Tulane, Cincinnati, Temple, and UCF, you got to win two of those, man, at least two, if we're going to sit here and say you're the top echelon of the AAC. You know, what about Tulane? I mean, I just talked about how I didn't have any respect for Tulane. Shit, I still remember them playing in the fucking uh, uh, the Superdome in New Orleans. Having mediocre years, if that. But they went 7-6 to six this year. They beat Memphis this year. By 16 points. And they beat the teams that they were supposed to. They beat East, East Carolina. They beat Tulsa. They beat teams they weren't supposed to. In Memphis. They lost the teams that they were supposed to. <laughs> so my hat's off to Tulane. Okay? Congratulations to Tulane. You guys... Won your bowl game. And I did pick you to win that bowl game, by the way. So, anyways, uh, USF lost to Marshall 38-20. to Disappointed by that. I was probably rooting for Marshall anyways. So, as of that bowl game, I am 4-4. Four and four. Upcoming bowl games, uh, the rest of this, next two days, actually, because there's no bowl games until after Christmas. Uh, so, for I, the 21st and 22nd, you got... FIU versus Toledo in the Bahama Bulls. There are some stories I'm hearing about the Bahama Bowl from last year. I wish I knew where that was a Twitter account that was. But apparently, because people have been knocking on the Bahama Bowl and shit like that. Um, people bitch and moan. Too many bowl games. If there's too many fucking bowl games, is that what you think? Don't fucking watch them. Simple enough. Duh. No one's forcing you to watch Bowl games. Who cares if there's too many fucking bowl games? What effects to have on you, you fuck? Add more bowl games. We already have 836. Let's make a fucking 918. Everybody gets a bowl game. Even if you don't qualify, everybody gets a bowl game. Ooh, what about this fucked up idea? How about the highest ranked non-Power 5 team? In this case, would be uh, UCF, if they win against uh, LSU in the festival. How about they get a face off against the FCS national champion? And the winner of that game gets to be in the FBS. Or is that FSB? No, it's FBS. That's right. Hmm. And the loser has to go down to F F FCS. What do I relegate? Like to do in um, the fake sport in England, in Europe. What's it called? Soccer. That's right. But they relegate. That's what we should do. Fuck. That's what we need in, this, in the United States. We need fucking relegation, man. If you suck, you drop down. The best team at the lower level comes up. But in this case, if Alabama wins, Alabama gets to the NFL. But not like the worst bottom two teams, the teams that didn't win a single game this year, which I don't know who that is off the top of my head, will be relegated or derelegated to the FCS. And the FCS will promote the, their national champion and the runner-up. In this case, it would be uh, North Dakota State in Eastern Washington. And they would play. But that won't work because they won't even get a shot. Even if they go undefeated, they won't get a shot of fucking sniff at the national championship playoff format. So never mind. Good idea. I think it's a good idea. Uh, what else we got going on today? Uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on the blue turf of Boise, Boise Idaho, Albertson Stadium. Albertson is a grocery chain for all, all of you who don't know. Uh, Western Michigan and BYU. That should be starting here. Oh, should be starting here now. We'll switch over to ESPN3. I forgot to add ESPN3. That's what I'll be doing today at work. And then to finish off the week, because there is a couple days break, 
uh, between Sunday and through Christmas Eve, Christmas, and I think the 26th is the next bowl game or next series of bowl games. So to finish out the week, we have the uh, Birmingham Bowl, Memphis, and Wake Forest. I forgot who I think I chose. I chose Memphis in that one. Yeah, I did choose Memphis. <clears throat> and I also chose Western Michigan and FIU for today's for the upcoming games. Um, we also had the Armed Forces Bowl, Houston versus Army. Uh, I chose. I I picked Army on that one. I'm not looking at that. I don't know. Just because I think Houston's played Navy. I don't know if they. I'm assuming they beat Navy. I'm gonna have to double check that before I fucking say anything. Uh, let's see. Dot 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 dot. Yeah, I mean, they beat Navy. It was by 13 points. But they still beat them. So I don't think that triple option is going to be as bad as people think. I don't think they're going to have, has, I don't think they're going to have as many issues with it. Uh, then we have the General Bowl, Dollar General Bowl, Buffalo versus Troy. I think I chose Troy in that game. I'm thinking about switching it. Just because Buffalo is a really good quarterback. And I'm actually looking forward to watching him play. I think it's like a 6 6. Uh, I think it's six foot six. He's like runs like Randy Moss because he has legs up to his fucking neck. So it looks like he's galloping down the field, but he's pulling away. That's what I hear. Anyways. And then we will finish off the week in the Hawaii Bowl. The Hawaii versus Louisiana Tech. I think I picked Louisiana Tech on that one. I might switch it to Hawaii, but I'm not going to. There's a couple games in there I'm thinking I'd like to switch, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with my first original thought on that. So, that will finish off the week. Then we have Christmas, Ball Humbug. Then Bull start back up on the 26th of December. With the, and we finish up when we start the 26th. Looks like we have them every day except on the 30th, which is Sunday. And then we kind of have, yeah, all the way through the 7th. 7th is the National Championship game. There is a week off. So from January 1st through January 7th is a week off because they give them a week of national championship game, which is held here in Santa Clara. I hear, but in Northern California, in Santa Clara. So thinking it's going to be a fun time uh, starting tomorrow and all that jazz. So I'm, it's almost that time. I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about when the season's over with. And I'm not sh- I think I want to change my pick for the national championship, the champion. So I do have – I did choose Oklahoma to upset Alabama only on the fact that Hertz was probably going to be the starter. Now, according to the powers that be, Tua is going to be playing and is 100% healthy, which is really odd. He has a high ankle sprain, has surgery, and less than two weeks later, he's practicing at full strength. What? Maybe I just don't know medicine. Uh, let me run down a couple of these picks. I am intrigued about the Kentucky Penn State game, uh, the Citrus Bowl. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, I guarantee you right now, if Kentucky gets her ass kicked, they're still going to break the top 25. But Kentucky's one dimensional. And again, this is another one of those instances that can the coach, with three weeks, almost a month, of practice, be able to change that around. Because Kentucky is basically run, 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 run some more. Uh, we're going to throw a pass. 30% chance we'll complete it. <laughs> we might throw a screen just so we can increase that uh, chance, but we probably won't gain much yardage because we're run, 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 and lean on defense. But we've seen that defense kind of breaking against Georgia against Tennessee. Um of course, they did blow out Louisville, which Louisville turned into a joke this year. And it's McSorley's last game for Penn State. We'll see how they come out. I'm not sold on Penn State. I'm not definitely not sold on their ranking of 12. I don't think they should be ranked that high, personally. I can see them being 16, maybe 18. I don't see them at 12. I just This is not the Penn State team from last year or the Penn State team from two years ago. This is a completely different Penn State team that seems to struggle with finding an identity, in my opinion. I think I still chose them. Yeah, I chose them to beat Kentucky. 
Ohio State, Washington. I think I picked Ohio State on that one. You know, even though I'm gonna be rooting for Washington. <clears throat> and Peterson's a really good coach. Uh, I want to say that he's good at making adjustments. Again, he's had a month, and we've kind of seen that Myers, especially at Ohio State, isn't really been able to make the proper adjustments. We've seen them. I mean, granted, they played Alabama and no, they played Clemson. They got blanked by Clemson a couple years ago. And I'll ask Jazz. Uh, I just don't know they're going to have the. I don't know if he's going to be able to, to get them prepared. How, how, how can I put this? I don't know if he's going to be able to make the adjustments. But on paper, Ohio State, like they've been able to do all year long, walk on that field and win just on paper. But we've seen them struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle until the last two games, until Michigan, which they had a reason to get up for because it's Michigan. And then Northwestern, which they had a reason to get up for because the Big 12 champion. And even then, I don't think they played well until the second half. <clears throat> That's when they kind of pulled away. Now, we've seen Washington. They're able to win without much offense. We saw against Utah in the uh, Pac-12 championship. I don't think they scored a single offensive touchdown in that game. But they won it. Now, granted, Utah is not you know, in Ohio State. They run a, a spread system. A little different than Ohio State, but it's a spread system. Again, Ohio State on paper should just be able to walk in there and blow out Washington. I hope it doesn't happen, but it should be able to. Washington just doesn't have the guys in the middle. And I think Ohio State will be able to lean on them and just cause them to crumble. I mean, you saw with Washington versus Auburn. Auburn, who was not a very good team this year. I don't know if they made a bowl. They did, actually, they did make a bowl. Um... It's they got leaned on and they cracked, and you know, a couple red zone fumbles doesn't help. So maybe they learn from that game that was 13 games ago. So we'll see. A couple other intriguing games that I'm really intrigued by the Texas Georgia game. I don't like Texas, but I am rooting for you, only because I I'm not I. I think there is an SEC bias, and you guys, SEC people, have this whole elitism going on. I mean, looking at the top 25, you'll see where that is. If you're a true college football fan, in my opinion, and you can take a bigger look at the the teams and the schedules and the results. Come on, SEC, really? Kentucky? Florida? I don't know how Florida's ranked as high as they are. But Texas and Georgia... I, we're going to see how good a coach Tom Herman is right now because they're going to go against Georgia, and Georgia's going to run at them until they're blue in the face. And when Texas thinks they got him hammed up, they're going to go right over the top. So it's going to be fun to watch that one. A room for Texas. I picked – looks like I picked Georgia for that game. I think Actually, looks like I originally picked Texas, but I changed my mind to Georgia. So I'm not going to lie. Georgia is a good team. Should they be in the top four? No, they shouldn't. Should they be fifth? Yes. They should have been the first ones out because they lost. What other games am I intrigued by? Oddly enough, I am intrigued by this Michigan State-Oregon game. Would love to go to that game. Uh, I just don't think I'll be home for that. But I am intrigued by that game. Um, depends on who plays quarterback for Michigan State. Uh, they, they do... They've been doing a lot of uh, shotgun. Not so much spread option, but some good shotgun and giving off to the running back. A little bit of pistol as well, but they also still go on to the center. Oregon, on the other hand, yeah, good luck. If they go on to the center, it means they are out of quarterbacks or their center is hurt and they just need somebody to hand the ball off and not have a bad snap. <clears throat> but I think it's two contrasting styles going at it. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch what Michigan State team is going to arrive. Their offense is stagnant. Their offense has struggled. The defense has kind of held that together, but we've seen them crack. And um, and at the same time, they've, they've been put in bad situations. We've also seen them struggle. You know, Utah State is a fast spread offense. Granted, it was first thing game, first or second game of the year for them. They were able to hem in Ohio State for a little bit. The stupid offensive turnovers really fucked their chances up against Ohio State. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, what else? 
Missouri-Oklahoma State, if we get the Oklahoma State from the Oklahoma game, we're going to have a high-scoring game. That might be like the first team to 130 wins that game. Is is in Memphis, though, so you never know what the weather. It might be fucking cold, but they're, well, both play outside, so they should be fine, actually. So skip that part. <clears throat> Cincinnati, Virginia Tech. What Virginia Tech team is going to show up? Is that going to be the one that was this interested and got embarrassed by Old Dominion in Old Dominion? How the fuck are you Virginia Tech playing in Old Dominion? Now, if Old Dominion had been dominating like UCF had been, okay, I can see that. But Old Dominion had not been. We did a home and home series with them. Then he went in there and fucking laid an egg to a three and not eight team, three and nine team or some bullshit like that. Let's see what else we got going on. What are the games are interesting? Florida, Michigan. That might be a fun game. Which Michigan team is going to show up? Is it going to be the Michigan team that laid an egg against Ohio State? Or is it going to be the Michigan team that we've seen to smother and cover offenses? Um, <clears throat> that's going to be an that's going to be the question. Uh, we've seen them be able to smother teams. I'm not completely sold that they'll be able to stop the spread system. It's a possibility. High possibility. But we will see. Michigan, Florida. North Florida's offense is very, very stagnant. Very, very stagnant. So it'll be fun to see what happens. See what's. I mean, Florida State. I mean, Florida beat up Florida State. <clears throat> okay. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Yeah, Florida's offense is stagnant. I mean, let's just face that. That's just. That's going to be a fun game, I think. We're going to find out how good Florida really was, and we're going to find out how good Michigan really is. And can Michigan come off that horrendous game against Ohio State? Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, here's a game I'm looking for. Do little Iowa State and Washington State? Iowa State, a defensive-heavy team. An offense, it's, eh, it's okay. Washington State, we know, wants to throw the ball around. We know they want to fucking fling it everywhere. It's indoors, so that's going to help them. That's going to be a fun one. That is definitely going to be a fun game, I think. I don't know who I chose. Who am I choosing that one? I picked Washington State to win that one. Any other good games want? Yeah. And we're interested to see how Georgia Tech plays Minnesota in the Quick Lane Bowl. Are they, are they even going to care? I mean, they're going to be changing offenses next year anyways. So, Boston College, College, Boise State in the Cotton Bowl. Two teams like to run at each other. I think Boise State. I think that big Boise State. I think BC on that one. I picked. I picked Boise on that one. I think that defense is really – Underrated. It might be a close game. That may be a close one. Uh, that's really all other games. I'm kind of intrigued, intrigued about. <clears throat> Honestly. Uh, let's see. Got a couple more minutes here working with you guys. So. We have. The early signing period just came and went. Of course. A lot. I mean. It's. We really even need to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sakes. Of course Alabama won this one. Of course they did. It's fucking Alabama. But the story that I thought was interesting, there's a couple stories, actually. And some of them might not make a difference. And some of them might. Now you got Alabama, of course, bringing in the top class. They always fucking do. That's kind of what Nick Saban does. And, of course, the SEC, I mean, they're in the South, man. The SEC and the ACC should be dominating both styles. Not styles. Both should be dominating the recruiting class. Simple enough. But Oregon taking the number one player, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, keeping him on the West Coast, which was surprising. And the story I heard today was that he hated Oregon. Didn't want to go to Oregon. Didn't want anything to do with them. He was probably going to go East to probably Alabama or uh, Clemson. Maybe stay home, go to USC, maybe. But then he took his official visit, decided to take his official visit to Eugene and fell in love with it, and that's why he chose Oregon, which is awesome. 
I'm glad to see that somebody in the top 300 stayed on the West Coast. And, of course, Michigan made a splash. They always do. Um, this Daxton Hill, I mean, he decommitted from they decommitted from Michigan, committed to Alabama, then changed his mind and went back to Michigan. <laughs> okay. Uh, Washington made, of course, Washington and Ohio State make splashes. Uh, Washington made some splashes. This is the first time I've actually read this part, so I might have to read this little section for you guys. But, that's, I mean, they picked up a quarterback. Of course they did. <laughs> I think Washington's going to turn into, like, Washington uh, quarterback U. Uh, got, got some Hawaii guys. Hopefully, this can beef up their defensive line. They have several defensive linemen, some four-star linemen. So good for them. And that's kind of what. I mean, that's kind of been the knock on the Pac-12 on the recruiting out here is there aren't big linemen, and those big linemen that are here usually take off and go east. So the fact that we can keep them here is nice. Uh, let's see. Ohio State won a couple of them. Good for them. And a couple four-star prospects. They lost one quarterback to Georgia, though. They may get Justin Fields. We might talk about that later on. Uh, there is rumors that he's not going to transfer. The rumors that he are that he is. So, um, according to this article, a couple of losers in this area. Miami. I'm surprised to see Miami on that list. Oh, why is Miami losing? No, oh, because a lot of players back to other will commit. Of course they did. Where my where Miami ended up. UCLA, I mean, what, what, what happened to UCLA? I mean, they, you go and you run a spread system like Trip Kelly likes to run. There's no reason why you, you can't get some of the fastest kids on the West Coast, if not, and then from, if not from Texas or Ohio or Florida and Alabama or, or, or Georgia, because it's a fun offense to run when you're a fucking school guy. But what happened to UCLA? I mean, granted – they really never been. They get a couple of kids from LA, but they never really dominate the recruiting class. So we'll see what happens, especially towards the last part of the recruiting period, which is in February. How sad is this for Louisville? I just ran across this section of it. In the early signing period, Louisville only signed four prospects, only four. But granted, you no, know, a lot of these teams are going to be going after those kids who were on the fence, who didn't sign with the big clubs, and big clubs no longer have a scholarship for them, so they're going to be looking elsewhere. And so these teams, like the Louisville's, like Maryland, like Kansas, no, they're going to pick up kids. All right, just, I'm not going to sit here and jump to conclusions just yet. <clears throat> just not going to do it. I mean, of course, Kansas has the dead last recruiting class in the Big 12. Maryland, the same thing. No shit. That doesn't surprise me one bit. A little bit of patience will go a long way, people. Uh, let's see. Wonder they, they. I mean, there's some semi headlines out here. I don't really know if I really want to sit here and touch on them, honestly. Um, I mean, defensive number two defensive end Zach Harris, Ohio State over Michigan. Okay, I don't. Trey Sanders, Alabama over Georgia. Kobe Dean. Georgia over Alabama. Of course, Alabama takes another guy over who chose uh, Al- the offensive lineman. Who cares? Skip that part. Um, talked about him briefly. Here's a little interesting storyline. I'm glad I saw this. Probably going to piss off my FSU buddy. But Matt Brown took himself a four-star quarterback, Sam Howell. He chose North Carolina from Florida State. Wow. Just Wow. He chose North Carolina over Florida State. And then Jimbo Fisher takes uh, a four-star defensive end who originally had committed to Florida State and flipped him to go to AM. Can't knock Jimbo Fisher. He's a pretty damn good recruiter if your head's up your ass and you don't see best of bullshit. Ah. So we got a couple guys who haven't committed yet. I mean, Georgia took the t- I mean, Georgia, Oregon took the top two defensive ends who are the top two prospects in the country. LSU got themselves some people. Ohio State, of course, will. Alabama, of course, will. AM will snag a couple. LSU will. Tennessee got a, got themselves an offensive lineman. South Carolina got a top 20 uh, player, d- defensive end. Curse Clemson's going to. George is always going to. Penn State's going to get some people. You know, the, the gen- generic 
named when he gets him. Oregon has having a pretty damn good signing period. There's, there's still a lot of players out there who are still uh, uh, leaning, trying to figure out where they want to go. A lot of them are probably going to make it during the All-American game. Um, I mean, there's Jane Hasselwood. I just think I saw him play earlier this year. Uh, Brew McCoy, he's from California, but he's choosing between Texas and USC. I'll be surprised if he doesn't go to Texas just because – USC doesn't seem they want doesn't seem like they want to fucking recruit anymore. I know he's leaning towards USC, but I'd be surprised. Uh, what else? Got some other guys making decisions. Another uh, receiver out of Cal- uh, California. He's choosing between Colorado, Michigan, Oregon, USC, and Washington. Uh, rumor has he uh, California. Rumor has he may be going to USC, but we won't know until January fifth. The last fucking uh, I think it's the last day they can actually commit. Nothing is going end is in January is when they get allowed to commit. Uh, what else? We're running out of time here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Purdue got a top 100 player. Good for them. Uh, and defensive end. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's actually from West Lafayette. I'm not going to try to say his name. I heard stories about him. His parents went to, went to Purdue. He was highly sought after by all the big schools in the South. He chose Purdue because he's from West Lafayette. That's where his family is. He stayed home. Uh George Carl Leftis. So I, I don't know anything about him. I've heard stories about him. So see what happens with him. Congratulations to him. Hope he is, has a great time. Virginia got themselves an offensive tackle. Another player from going to Oregon. Penn State There's a Texas player, Jake Smith. I'm, I'm hearing stories about him. He I thought I heard something that he might go to Arizona State, but he goes to Texas instead. Texas is coming for the uh, West and getting players. Good for them. Um, Stanford got a couple, so there's some, there's some good ones out there. Uh, again, being a Nebraska fan, I want to talk about this kid if I can find his name. I think it's Robinson. Nebraska did finish with a top twenty-five class. Um, where is his? Yeah, this is him. So I want to talk about this one. This little dude. I thought it was funny, just because it's swam. So, um, a young man. He's out of Arizona. Uh, Gilbert, Arizona, he is uh, positioned as a defensive end. So he was very sought after. He's a four-star player, sought after. I mean, Alabama, Oregon, USC, I heard other names like fucking Texas and uh, Ohio State, um, Florida, Georgia. I mean, basically the big names are the big names for the most part. We're going after this kid. And so you're able to do your official visits up to a certain date as a coach. Once you get to that date, there are no more. Nor, you can no longer go and visit the player. And so, the Scott Frost had his lined up that they were going to go and they're going to go see him. Um, the day, because the day or a couple of days before he was scheduled to go, Scott Frost was going to go meet with this kid. He finds out Nick Saban went, and you no, know, if you're if you follow college football, you know Nick Saban is a fucking great recruiter. And it's really not hard to recruit to Alabama for the most part. I mean, national championship after national championship after national championship. Resources up the ass. I mean, it's awesome. So there's a rule in college that the max number of coaches you're allowed to go to recruit's house with is 11. So Scott Frost took basically his whole defensive staff to uh, – Ty Robinson's house. I think it's actually to his high school. And did their um, visit with 11 coaches, which is the max. He did They were the last day they were allowed to do it. And that's what he did. And the kid was kind of torn. From, this is from what I understand and from what I read. Uh, he, he thought about going to Alabama. He, the USC was kind of – he's leaning towards going to USC because he's from Arizona. It's closer to home. And then he chose – Nebraska. And one thing that's happened a lot, I've read a lot of stories getting Nebraska fans, so I'm going to be biased. Duh. But I've heard a lot of stories about Scott Frost going out there and basically speaking with these kids and getting them to buy into him, buying into the rebuild. I mean, come on. They finished fucking uh, four and eight last year. You're not supposed to have a top 25 class just yet. But they went out there and they kept kids in state. 
They went out and they expanded. You know, Kentucky, Minnesota, Arizona. They got uh, McCaffrey's younger brother out of Colorado, Washington, uh, Georgia, uh, New Jersey. I mean, they're going places that they're spreading out. You can't just concentrate now in one area. You can't just concentrate in Nebraska or Texas or Florida. You have to spread out and get the best, and that's what they're doing. The kids, they're getting the best players for them. So, um, of course, Alabama has the best class. Georgia's number two. A&M is right behind them. Now, one thing I can't knock on the SEC is your recruiting. It's kind of hard when you're such rich, fertile recruiting area. According to 24-7 Sports, Alabama's number one. Uh, Georgia's number two, A&M, LSU, so top four SEC schools. Of course, Clemson comes in at five, Oregon is six, Oklahoma, Michigan, Texas, and Penn State round out your top ten. You have another SEC school at at Auburn, number 11. Um, Like Oregon, I wish there's more Pac-12 teams up there, but there aren't. There's one, Oregon. You got Big 12, Texas, Oklahoma. You got Big Ten in Michigan. Ohio State's 12th. Notre Dame's up there. Florida State's up there. But Florida, Florida State has 19 commits. I've heard they've lost a couple and they may lose more. That's not good. Washington is 15, so that's good. I mean, Washington, Stanford, uh, USC's crawling back up there. USC does this. USC kind of lays in the weeds. And then when the final signing day comes around, uh, first of next year, they'll pop into the top 10 somehow. But good to see Stanford up there, Washington up there. And we'll just finish off the top 25. Uh, real quick. So, again, another SEC school in Tennessee at 16, Florida at 17, Mississippi State at 19. Good for them. I'm really proud to see that. Uh, I think Mississippi State was put in the right direction by Mullen. I understand him going to Florida. Wish he didn't, but he did. Arkansas, 20. Good for them. Hopefully they'll have a much better year than last year. South Carolina is top 22, Ole Miss 23. So, a lot of SEC schools in the top 25. And this one here, this one, I'm. this is awesome. According to the 247sports.com, Purdue is number 25 in the recruits. How fucking awesome is that? Congratulations to Purdue. That doesn't happen ever for a school like Purdue, but they did it. And again, there's more. And they can there is so many more things that can happen. And we're not done yet. Just remember that. We're not done yet. The final uh, uh, national signing day is the first of the year. So this is just the early signing. There's going to be players out there that, like I said, they have offered some big schools. The big schools filled the position, filled all the scholarships, and will now rescind those scholarships because you can't have more than – unless you have walk-ons. So there's going to be teams like Purdue, like the MAC, like the Mountain West, like the uh, AAC, like uh, the Sun Belt, like the Conference USA. They're going to get those players. They're going to get those four-star players. They're going to get three-star players that are coveted by some by the big schools, but the big schools went a different direction because now they don't need them. That's just how it is. So, early signing period is over with. What we think? today? Ends for ends today. Technically ends today, which is Friday. Which now you know, damn, I'm recording this. So that is my college football spiel for today. Might have more. I'm not sure yet. I'm more trying to recover from the last three days. Woo-wee, that was fun. <clears throat> Hating life right now, but it is what it is. I only have to be here for a couple more hours. Uh, all right, I hope you all got your, your college football fix. I think I got mine in for a little bit. I'm going to watch the rest of this FIU Toledo game, which you now my computer won't tell me what the score is. Which doesn't matter. This isn't live anyways. Who cares? So thank you very much for listening, guys. I do greatly appreciate it. Have a great day. Go out there, dominate the world, fuck shit up. Yeah, I think you'll have a good one. Uh, before I release you, though, again, please go out, buy Resilience, Butte County Strong. Don't be like that fucked-hearted brewery that I'm not going to name in Dallas who signed up to do it and decided not to fucking do it because they're dickheads. Go out there, find it. 100% of the proceeds go towards the Campfire Relief Fund. Also, go look for some non-bullshit Fucking comfortable workout clothes or just, just shit to wear around the house or shit to wear in public. Catharticapparel.com. That is catharticapparel.com. You know, trust me, we're not two different things. 
Cathartic Apparel and Cathartic Podcast are two different things. This not associated to each other. They are our fake sponsor. CatharticeApparel.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at the letter C, letters P-O-S, cast. That is C-P-O-S, cast, on Twitter. And once again, I don't remember our name Instagram. But thank you once again for listening. Go out and dominate the world. I'm going to get some more fucking coffee in me and hope I don't die.